Hey guys, welcome back to the Roads Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Mindong. 34 days left until March Madness tips off. Indeed, a little over a month away till March Madness begins, and obviously a little bit less than a month until February, uh, excuse me, March begins, as we are in February already. But uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff has happened. We apologize for Friday. We were not able to do an episode due to some complications with our schedules. That's obviously the college life for you right there. And uh, this week should be a very good one and a very busy one already as we had to postpone this one to Tuesday because there's been a lot of stuff going on this week. Just been very hectic for both of us. And I got two exams this week. I got, I was going to try and go to the UNC and Duke games for Clemson, but I can't go to either of them due to my tight schedule. So I'm very disappointed by that. But yeah, just a lot of good stuff going on this week. Ton of fantastic games to cover over and a lot of good stuff. So just very excited for another good week of college basketball. Yeah, and as I mentioned, 34 days left. We're always excited as the day uh, takes off. Uh, and, yeah, sorry for the internal conflicts. Obviously, college is tough, man. <laughs> yeah, college is tough. But uh, with that being said, let's just get things started with the recap from the past couple of days. We will start with Friday's slate. Uh, never mind. We're going to Saturday, uh, the big day for Saturday. There's no ranked games on Friday. So I thought things off pretty good. And uh, this first game on Saturday was a very interesting one. And it happened to be Auburn and Georgia. Uh, number one seeded Auburn. They take down Georgia by two points thanks to Wendell Green. Very good layup to win the game for them. But uh, they were, it was very scary for Auburn, I think. Georgia, not a team you want to lose to. That's a very bad beat if Georgia uh, does pull off that massive upset. Auburn finally manages to pull something out uh, late at the end of this game. Next game up, number Number two, Gonzaga. They destroyed BYU at home, uh, at, on the road, excuse me. Chet Holmgren has definitely found himself a very emerging role on this Gonzaga team as of late. Haven't seen too much of him recently, but he's been doing very good stuff. Very good one for Gonzaga. Number three, UCLA. Stunned and triple OT by their in-state rivals, Arizona State. Bobby F. and Hurley, man. What a great win for Arizona State. This is a massive one for them. Doesn't really have that, that many implications for Arizona State, but for UCLA. That's, oh, did I say? I'm sorry, not in-state, in-conference, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, UCLA, a very tough loss for them. Uh, Marion Jackson, very big in the performance for Arizona State. Number four, Purdue, uh, very close one, but a good one over Michigan. Purdue has been rolling as of late, very hot at the moment. Number five, Kentucky, 11-point uh, win on, at the road against Alabama. Obviously, Alabama hot and cold. Kentucky played very good start to finish. Number seven, Arizona takes down USC uh, in a – uh, Pac-12 conference game, a very good game for both sides, but Arizona finally bounces back in USC. Drops to four losses now in Pac-12 play. Number 10, Kansas, blowout win over Baylor at home. Number eight, very big win for Kansas, and this is a statement one, 24-point home victory. And Baylor, man, that's a tough loss, and they got blown out start to finish in this game. Number nine, Duke takes down UNC and Coach K's final game in Chapel Hill. Very fitting for this one blowout game for Duke as they continue to roll. Number 11, Wisconsin. Uh, Two-point win over Penn State. Uh, the score at halftime was 18-13. If that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. Number 12, Villanova. 11-point win over UConn. Number 17 at home. Good win for Villanova. Back on track, it seems, with things. Uh, number 13, Michigan State. Stunned by Rutgers by 21 points. Rutgers, obviously, a favorite at home, usually. They definitely showed it out at Biscataway, New Jersey. And they had a really good game. And it was very exciting to watch. Number uh, 14, Texas Tech. Good comeback win against West Virginia. 18, Illinois smacks Indiana on the road. A very big win for Illinois. Number 23, Texas uh, takes down number 20, Iowa State. A very good defensive forms, I think, for the Longhorns in this one. They're getting hot as of late. And number 21, Xavier falls at home against the Paul. 
A very good win for DePaul. And they did not have Javon Freeman Liberty in this game either. So DePaul, man, very good win for their second Big East win of the season. Number 22, Tennessee, big win over South Carolina. Vanderbilt stuns number 25, LSU. LSU, man, they've been on a very tough skid as of late. Saturday's slate was loaded, as you already know. Number six, Houston, going to Sunday now. They have a very big-time win over Cincinnati. Like we've talked about, it seems like Houston is running away with this American Conference. Number 15, Providence. Uh, once again, they're continuing to roll. 20 wins on the season now. They take down Georgetown on the road. And number 16, Ohio State. They take down Maryland in a big one. E.J. Liddell, very big performance as usual. Now time for yesterday's games. Three big-time games we had on Monday. Uh, here's the game I was talking about in Arizona. It was Arizona number four taking on Arizona State on the road. Arizona, they came out guns blazing, and they take down Arizona State, although Arizona State was in this game for the most part. But obviously Arizona, a much better team in that one. And a uh, big stunner here for this one, number seven, Duke, obviously just beat UNC on Saturday. Uh, they lose uh, to Virginia, and Virginia comes into uh, Durham, and they take down Duke. Uh, Reese Beckman, game-winning three, and it was a really big performance, obviously, for this Virginia team. That Virginia's low-key making a comeback, it seems. I don't know. We'll see how the season ends for them. Finally, number 20, Texas. Big-time win over number eight, Kansas, and uh, the Longhorns are cooking. They've won six of their last seven. And I'm very excited for them. Obviously, I haven't really expressed my opinions towards them at the moment because I had some – I was going to say something, and I'm, I'm glad I did not say it, but I'm still going to keep my opinions as they are in my head. What are your thoughts on the past four days of college basketball? Yeah, I'm just going to start off on with Saturday. Auburn, man, I don't know how they escaped. Georgia was – I thought they, they were going to win this game. And uh, Auburn just turned out the final two minutes. Wendell Green, Jr., one of the most impactful juniors in the nation – I mean, transfers in the nation – uh, and, yeah, UCLA, terrible loss to Arizona State. But, you know, Bobby Hurley is going to do his thing. And, yeah, they're struggling, but they've been they've been somewhat competitive. Uh, Kentucky, they're one of the hottest teams in the nation as well. I really like them uh, this year too. Alabama, obviously, you see they have a good side and a bad side. I think they played a great game. Kentucky was just a lot better. Um, and Rutgers, man, they killed Michigan State. They ended up beating Michigan State by 21. And that is because they played at home. If Rutgers played at home every, uh, like home, they're at home every game, I think they'd be a top, top 15 team in the nation. And I really mean, I think Rutgers is legit. And uh, yeah, what a week for Texas, huh? Indeed it was. Very exciting for them. And uh, yeah, is that all? You, I mean, I know you, there's a lot of games. So, I mean, yeah. we, could t- we could talk, we could talk hours college basketball if you wanted to, but obviously we got to start keeping whoa, it short whoa, whoa, and speaking. One more thing. One more thing. Okay. Shout out to the yeah. boy, Jaden Gardner. Big win over Duke, obviously. Game high, 17 points for him. Uh, if you haven't watched our episode with him way back in the day, you should watch it. Indeed. And uh, speaking of which, for special guests, we're going to try and get some more as the season comes to a close for some teams. Because, uh, obviously, we got uh, hopefully things will definitely open up, uh, obviously, once we get closer to March. I know this is a big week for exams, for me especially. So, hopefully – uh, time will be permitting within the next couple of weeks until obviously the next batch of exams comes along. But uh, yeah, we'll go to best game now. There's a lot of fantastic ones. Obviously, front runner for that one was the Arizona State UCLA game. Triple OT speaks for itself. Uh, honorable mentions. My first honorable mention has to be that Colorado State San Diego State game on Friday night. Very good one for both sides in the Mountain West. Mountain West, man, has still been fantastic. I've been very happy to watch some good Mountain West basketball as of late. But uh, San Diego State. Matt Bradley hit a big three to put them up by one. Uh, and then David Roddy comes down the court and hits a nice mid-range jumper. Colorado State wins this game by one point. Very good game for both sides for the Mountain West. Colorado State now 17-3 in the season. 
seven and three Mountain West play just behind a couple of teams. But that race is very, very, very loaded. We'll talk about another team and obviously our top performers or top teams. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And as for my best game, I'll be going to the SoCon. I'll be going with Chattanooga and Mercer. If you did not watch the last 20 seconds of that game, it was insane. Chattanooga missed a nice little layup uh, to go up three. Mercer comes back with a wide open dunk. And uh, AJ Caldwell, Chattanooga, buzzer beating three. And yeah, the at large hopes remain alive should they not win the SoCon tournament. And if they do get to the tournament, I think they're a Sweet 16 team. I cannot. Uh, say that enough. And my honorable mention, I have to go with Virginia Duke. Yes. And my second honorable mention, I got to go with that Texas-Kansas game yesterday. Fantastic game for both sides. Kansas was up uh, by, I believe they were up by five with uh, two minutes to go. Texas comes back. Uh, Trey Mitchell had a bank three to tie this game up. And then uh, a very good defensive performance from Marcus Carr towards the end of things. And then obviously Timmy Allen was the huge X factor in this game. And uh, yeah, very exciting stuff for Texas, like I said. I got to keep the course, though. They got a big schedule coming up. Big 12 games uh, are obviously no easy games. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, let's just get to the AP poll. A lot of stuff did change in the AP poll, so I'm very excited for that. And uh, a lot of new teams in here and a lot of surprising teams that came out of nowhere, it seems. So let's just get things started with your AP poll spiel. Yeah, week 14 of the AP poll. Uh, the number one team, of course, the Auburn Tigers. 48 of the 61 votes. Uh, to be the number one team. The other 13 getting the other number one vote is the number two team, which is Gonzaga. So the two, top two remain the same. Some action at the number three spot. Purdue has finally uh, re- finally returns to the top three. Arizona at number four. And Kentucky rounds out number, uh, the top five. Houston six, Duke seven, Kansas eight, Texas Tech nine, Baylor 10, 11, Providence 12 after a bad loss to Arizona State is UCLA. I believe they are the biggest dropper in the poll. 13, Illinois. 14, Wisconsin. 15, Villanova. 16, Ohio State. 17, Michigan State. 18, Marquette. 19, Tennessee. 20, Texas. 21, USC. And we welcome a new team to the AP poll. And that new team at number 22 is St. Mary's of the West Coast Conference. At number 23, we also welcome another new team. That team is Murray State of the Ohio Valley Conference. 24, Connecticut, or UConn, and 25, Xavier. The drops, Iowa State. I forget the other one. LSU. LSU, LSU, LSU. And uh, I'll just go over the top five of top teams receiving votes. 26, Wyoming. 27, Arkansas. 28, Iowa State. 29, Davidson. And 30, Boise State, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man. Obviously, week 14 is here and a lot of good changes, I think, and uh, some uh, very – a lot of trends up and down, mostly up for a lot of these teams. But, obviously, you see teams like UCLA take a big hit and UConn especially taking the two big hits of the AP poll. Obviously, Illinois rises huge, as does Marquette and Texas Tech. Also, three big rises in this one. Uh, very happy to see St. Mary's in here, which definitely shows the West Coast Conference is – very good this year, and I'm very excited for that. You got St. Mary's up there. Gonzaga's obviously in here, as you know. San Fran's getting a couple of votes in there, and obviously BYU has seen ups and downs this season with uh, AP poll uh, rankings, but obviously they're not looking like that at the moment because they're, they're like 5-5 five and five in West Coast Conference play. But uh, even like teams like Santa Clara is up there as well. Uh, so, yeah, West Coast is looking very good, so I'm very excited about that. And obviously Murray State, 
definitely outshining Belmont and uh, Moorhead State at the moment. That OVC run should be a very exciting one. Could maybe be a two-bid. Uh, we shall see, but though, but uh, obviously very good stuff for the AP poll. Very happy with it. Yeah, I am very happy with it as well. No complaints for me. St. Mary's, man, they're a sneaky team. They, I think they're only one loss in the uh, West Coast Conference. They have Gonzaga twice in the next two weeks. Should be exciting, those two matchups. And, yeah, Murray State deserves to be a top 25 team. They've taken Auburn. Their two losses are Auburn and I forget the other loss, but they only lost to Auburn by two, I believe. So they're a very competitive team. They're not a team you want to see in March. And I really hope the Ohio Valley Conference is a two-bid because they have three amazing teams in that conference. Yeah. Um, your loss to Auburn was a little bit off. Uh, they lost by 13. Oh. But, uh, I mean, still, that's a very good loss to Auburn. And the what other one was, was the other loss? East Tennessee State, ETSU, which is an interesting one, but it was early in the season. So, I mean, obviously, teams get rolling towards this part of the season. So, obviously, Murray State's 12-0 in conference play. Moorhead State's 11-1. Belmont's 10-2. and And the next team's five and a half games behind. So, I mean, that just shows how three-headed – this OVC is. We'll talk about that more, obviously, on Friday with the conference previews or, excuse me, conference standings. And we'll go to team of the week now. Uh, team of the week, man, you know who it is. The number 26 team in that AP poll right there, Wyoming, getting our nod. Wyoming's had a fantastic week. We ta- we called it. It was it was Wyoming week, and uh, they definitely showed up big. Uh, they get two good wins over Colorado State and Boise State. And I believe Wyoming is is Wyoming first in the Mountain um, Mountain West right now at the moment? Mm-hmm. They also beat yeah. Fresno State on the road. Yes. Oh, yes, as well. Yeah. That they did that this weekend. Three quad one wins in one week. Yeah. And obviously, this team was expected to be a middle-of-the-pack team at most. Uh, definitely have to go back and look at who picked a dark horse. Someone might have picked Wyoming as a dark horse, if I do recall. Uh, I'll do a fact check real quick as we look for it. But, uh, yeah, Wyoming, man, obviously the team of the week. They have had some fantastic – wins as we have talked about so i'm very excited for them and uh hopefully they can keep it up because uh, obviously there's a lot of big stuff coming for them relatively soon but we shall see and uh just looking at uh top performers now we got three guys in mind first guy yuri collins from st louis uh he's been averaging 12 points or excuse me 11 and a half points per game four and a half rebounds eight and a half assists leading the nation in assists per game and also two and a half steals per game in 22 games thus played Next guy up, A.J. Griffin from Duke. He has been balling as of late. I know his stats aren't the greatest, but he's only averaging 9.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists. But uh, as of late, he has been cooking up. That's all you need to know. He's definitely put himself into a lottery pick, it seems. So uh, he definitely is deserving of player of the week. And finally, the last guy, your boy, Charles Pride from Bryant. He has been hooping. And uh, he had a 44-point game, 32-point game in the past week. So he's averaging currently for the season 17.5 points per game, eight rebounds, two and a half assists, and one steal per game in his or, uh, 22 games played thus far. What are your thoughts, obviously, on the top three performers? Yeah, they're both – they're all hoopers. Obviously, A.J. Griffith is finally finding his stride at Duke. Yuri Collins, 35 points, 13 rebounds, and five assists in a, in a double-time win over George Mason – yeah, Charles Pride. Been watching a lot of Bryant basketball, obviously. And without Peter Kiss, he is the guy. He is he is really that guy. And uh yeah. Yeah, indeed he is. And I'm very excited, obviously, to see him up there. And him and Peter Kiss are the two key reasons, obviously, for this team. So I'm very excited for that. Because obviously they have both been doing very good stuff thus far this season. 
And I was still trying to look for the Mountain West Conference. Um, I don't see it in here. Do you? Do you have? Did you happen? To, oh, I see it. Um, let me check. Um, okay, I picked Fresno State as my dark horse. You picked UNLV. So I mean, it just shows. And we both had Wyoming. Wow. I had them eighth. I had them eighth in the conference. You had them seventh. So that just shows how big of a jump that they've had this year. You picked Nevada as your one team. We won't talk about that much. But, uh, I do. Right, let's, I love me some Nevada still. Yeah, I know you do, but uh, well, they haven't been doing too hot. But, hey, I mean, it's still early. They could be a, definitely a bid stealer, as could Utah State, obviously, in that conference. So now we'll go to quote of the week. I got it right here, and it is always foul up three late. I mean, it's just simple as that, as we saw yesterday with that Texas and Kansas game. Texas fouled. Um, I believe it was Jalen Wilson, and he missed two free throws, and that's kind of why Texas won that game uh, towards the end of things uh, at least. But, uh, yeah, just very good stuff for that. It's just a simple quote, and uh, obviously it means a lot, obviously, especially in March Madness. Yeah, you always foul three up late. I believe his full quote is number one. I don't even know what number one is. Number two. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Number two it's, is it's, Number two is you always – you never eat pizza outside of the Eastern time zone. And number three is you always follow three up late. I know, I know the pizza one, but I don't know. The what first one's something about the Godfather. I'm trying to find it. But yeah, um, do do do. Here it is. I got it. All right. Three rules to live by. Number one: never acknowledge the Godfather. Part three. Two is never waste calories on pizza outside of the Eastern Time Zone, like you said. Three always foul up three late, as you know. Shout out to Ross Stein. Obviously, what do you, he's the what best. do you think of that quote? Do you think do you think do you think you should eat pizza outside the Eastern Time Zone? I've never had it outside the t- Eastern Time <laughs> Zone, so I don't I don't even know. But uh, obviously, New York pizza is probably the best, I should say. So uh, I mean, probably agree with him. But uh, shout out to Ross Stein. Got a, a nice deal of FanDuel going on. So uh, shout out to him. He's making us making some money. It seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. And uh, let's just get to the slate. What we shall we? Slate indeed, and uh, we're probably going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and probably do a Thursday, a Tuesday episode and Friday episode for this week. So we might have to jam in a big jam-packed Friday one. Obviously, we could do bracketology or converse standings, depending on which one we find more necessary at the time. So let's just get things started. We got a good 6 o'clock game here on this Tuesday. I will not be attending this, unfortunately, due to my exams. But uh, 6 o'clock, UNC travels to Clemson to take on the Clemson Tigers at Little John. Uh, this should be a very good game. I wish I could see it, obviously, but I can't. What do you have in this game, though? Yeah, let's start out with the play of the day already, UNC spread. Yeah, I think UNC should win this game. I know they're coming off a bad loss to Duke, but I think UNC is a much better team uh, than Clemson. Clemson lost to Georgia Tech this weekend. Uh, not a good loss. So I'm going to go UNC winning this game. I uh, hope Clemson wins, but I think UNC is the better one in this one. Yeah, Clemson lost. And Michael DeVoe only scored three points, so good job to Clemson. But, you know, that's why they have Jordan Usher. Uh, next game, into the Big East, a top 25 matchup in that conference as number 18 Marquette travels to the XL Center to take on number 24 UConn. Who do you have in that one? Big game for both sides. Obviously a big Big East game as well. I'm going to go Marquette on the road, pulling off a massive upset. I'm going UConn at home. Next game up, 7 o'clock, SEC play. This is a big one for both sides. Number 20, um, excuse me, number one, Ar- uh, Auburn. Uh, obviously 22-1, as I was trying to say. 10-0 in SEC play, still undefeated. They traveled to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the Razorbacks. Uh, obviously, Arkansas has been heating up as of late. Should be a very good game. Who do you have? Yeah, I think these are uh, – Arkansas, is a, they're, they're back. and But Auburn's hotter. 
So I got to go Auburn. <laughs> I agree. I'm going to go Auburn, but I do think Arkansas keeps this game very close. Should be a very good one. Watch out for Jalen Williams in this one. He's going to be a big factor for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, a very interesting matchup as number five, uh, Kentucky goes to Columbia and takes on South Carolina. And here's a very interesting stat. South Carolina is three and two at home against Kentucky since 2012 when Frank Martin was hired. Do you think they'll improve that record to four and two? I don't. I think they'll go to 500. I got Kentucky winning this game. Kentucky's a very different beast this year. I'm very excited. But uh, you never know with South Carolina. Obviously, if they're healthy, this team's a very interesting one and a dark horse-like team in the SEC. I'm going to go Kentucky, though. I'm going to go Kentucky as well. I was contemplating, but, yeah, (laughs) Kentucky. Next game up, big game for the Breslin Center in the Big Ten. Number 14, Wisconsin travels to number 17, Michigan State. A very good game for both sides. Last time these two teams played, Michigan State won this game. Do you have Wisconsin getting some revenge? Do you have Michigan State prevailing at home? Uh, after looking at Michigan State against Rutgers, I got to go Wisconsin. Very good choice. I'm going to go Wisconsin as well. Mm-hmm. And next up, Oklahoma State hosts TCR. Go tra- travels to TCU. Who do you have in that one? Yeah, man. Mike Miles is currently a game-time decision. That's a very big loss if it, TCU does not have him. So I'm going to be safe, and I'm going to pick Oklahoma State winning this game. Yeah, I'm going TCU. Coach Jamie Dixon's has done a terrific job there this year, and I think they get it done. Indeed he has. Next up, another Big 12 game. Iowa State travels to West Virginia. Both these teams teetering, obviously, on the line at the moment. Iowa State has taken a big drop, 3-7 and seven in Big 12 play. West Virginia, 2-7 and seven in Big 12 play. Both these teams really need a win in order to stay alive in March Madness, it seems. What do you want in this game? Yeah, I think – Iowa State's firmly in the bubble, uh, firmly in the field because of their non-con. But, yeah, number nine, number ten teams. That's how deep the Big 12 is. And these teams are still projected as tournament teams. I got to go with – I'm going to go with West Virginia at home. I'm going to go with West Virginia at home as well. I think both these teams need a win, but I think obviously only one can be given. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to a slew of A-10 games now as URI travels to the Seagull Center, take on VCU, both teams in the middle of the pack. Obviously, URI after a hot start, they've fallen off a little bit. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I got VCU. More consistent team. And uh, VCU at home is pretty good. I'm going to go VCU, getting a big win for the A-10. Yeah, I'm going VCU as well. And another game, St. Louis has been hot. Currently 7-2 and two in A-10 play. They traveled to LaSalle. Do you think LaSalle can pull off a big upset, or do you have St. Louis? Staying very strong in this A-10 race. Yeah, St. Louis is that second team uh, that has at-large hopes. So, I got to go St. Louis, keeping their at-large hopes alive. Yeah, man, there's a lot of close teams uh, piled together at the top of the A-10 besides, obviously, Davidson, who's leading the pack at the moment still. I'm going to go St. Louis as well. They really need to win out, it seems, in order to have a very good chance and maybe making some noise against Davidson. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to the MAC now as uh, revenge is on Ohio's mind as they take on Toledo, obviously still the number one and number two teams. Toledo with a bad loss to Ball State this past week, though. Who do you have in this one? That is a very bad loss for Toledo. However, Toledo is at the home team. I got Toledo taking a 2-0 sweep over Ohio in the MAC. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Toledo with the season sweep over Ohio. Next game up, we'll go back to the SEC. LSU travels to Texas A&M. A very good game for both sides. A must-needed one on teams for both sides. Probably both of these teams will make the field, but uh, obviously bubble watch could definitely be a, a brewing for one of these two teams. Who do you want in this game? Yeah, LSU has not looked good whatsoever. Got to take it, Texas A&M take advantage of this. Yeah, I got A&M as well. I do like A&M a lot, and I think this is going to be a very good one for them. It really just comes down to the defense, I think, for both of these two teams. Whoever has the better one will probably win. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll go to that 8.30 game as number 15 Villanova travels to Queens to take on St. John's. St. John's desperately, desperately, sorry, needs a win uh, to enter the tournament picture. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, that'd be a very big one for St. John's and the Big East itself. I got Villanova, though. I don't really see St. John's. They could maybe pull one off, but I don't really see it happening. Yeah, I'm going with St. John's pulling off a massive upset here, upset here at Madison Square Garden. I think they're going to enter the tournament picture. Yeah, you never know. You obviously love St. John's, and you usually pick them correct in upsets. We'll see what happens in that one. Next game up, though, number 13, Illinois, travels to number three, Purdue. Arguably the best game of the day. There's a lot of good ones, but this one probably tops the cake. Who do you want in this game? I got Purdue. Uh, you saw what? Yeah, I got Purdue. I don't really. Have I got it. Purdue as well. Yeah, Purdue has been fantastic. Illinois has been very good as well as of late. I got Purdue, though. I think it's going to be very hard to guard both Zach Eady and Trayvon Williams if you are Kofi Coburn. But, hey, I mean, they got Alfonso Plummer, who's been doing very nice, and Aldonis Williams. No, not Aldonis Williams. Um, Alonzo Williams as well. Uh, Alfonso Plummer. No, Alfonso Williams. I'm sorry. No, um, Alfonso Plummer. What's, what, Aldonis? Who, who's the other guy? I don't know. Alonzo Will- there's an, okay, there's, there's a Williams Andre guy Carbello? there, too. What? Andre Carbello. Oh, I know who Carbello <laughs> is. All right, hold on. I got to fact check. <laughs> no, stop. You're making me – no. No, we're not doing that. Because you're, you're making me think I don't know Illinois basketball, but I do. Alonzo Plumber. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Plumber. of DeMonte Williams. I knew his yeah. last name was Williams. I'm sorry. But, yes, he's been a very big addition as of late. I'm going with Purdue, though. Okay. Uh, next up, we'll go to the Mountain West. Utah State has entered the tournament picture. They'll be taking on Wyoming. And here's a fun fact for you guys. Wyoming, it's, it's been exactly a year since they lost at home. 365 days, you think Utah State gives them their first home loss in a year. I could definitely see it happening. I think this is a very trappy-ish game for Wyoming. I think Wyoming does end up winning this game, but Utah State, man, they need to get some wins back in the Mountain West in order to have a good chance and maybe get a bid. Yeah, Wyoming at home. And, uh, yeah, we did not talk. I did not get my uh, little rant about the team of the week. But, yeah, shout-out Wyoming. Honestly, I'm, if I'm – if I'm not lazy, I'll be putting the Jeff Linder hiring video in this segment because it was a very good, very good call by me last year. Saying it was indeed a- it was. <laughs> I do remember that indeed, and uh, we we gotta get some more coaching hot seats uh, up. Uh, obviously, as we probably conclude March, it seems, but uh, obviously that's not not the time to talk about that right now because there's a lot of stuff going on, obviously, in the college basketball world. We'll go to the Big Ten now. We've got Indiana taking on Northwestern. Very good game for both sides. Obviously, Indiana needs this win more than Northwestern, it seems, but, hey, you never know in the Big Ten, as you know. Who do you win in this game? I like Northwestern at home here. They've, they've picked up some uh, – they've picked it up sometimes. Or Yeah, Indiana needs a win. I think they get it. Emergency play of the day. Give me Indiana, baby. Indiana what? Spread? Money line? What? Yeah, I mean, they're only one-point favorites, so why not? All right. And, uh, yeah, at 10 o'clock now, we will go to a random non-conference schedule. It's February 8th, and we still got some non-conference games going on. We got Pacific traveling to L.A. to take on number 21, USC. Who do you have in this one? What's the point of this game? Give me USC. I don't understand. Yeah, USC. Next game up, we go to the Pac-12 again at 11 o'clock. UCLA number 12 taking on Stanford on the road. Uh, this should be a very interesting game for UCLA. Will they bounce back, or do you have Stanford pulling off a very big upset? And UCLA definitely taking a huge skid. Yeah, uh, some part of me wants to pick Stanford, but I cannot. 
Oh, I know you want to pick Stanford. I'm picking UCLA, though. I think this team will definitely hopefully bounce back. Uh-huh. And the first game as a top 25 team this year for St. Mary's is at a place where you probably don't want to play at when you're a top 25 team. It is Santa Clara in Santa Clara. Who do you have in this one? I got St. Mary's. Santa Clara has been in a skid as of late. Uh, I think St. Mary's has been still very strong. Will be a very close game, I think, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I really do think Santa Clara should win this game. Uh, excuse me, St. Mary's should win this game. Santa Clara, man, they look, they look very good, though. i got to give them some respect and credit. And, uh, but I think the Mount, uh, West Coast Conference has been very impressive so far this year. Uh, even a team like San Diego is uh, up there as well, ahead of BYU right now. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good teams in here. I got to go with St. Mary's that win this game. Yeah. It's crazy how we, we overlook St. Mary's. We'd be talking about all these big programs. But St. Mary's has been one of the most consistent programs the past decade. They've, they've been very good, and no one talks about them. So we should indeed give St. Mary's the respect they deserve. Yeah, indeed they have. And uh, when you think of March Madness teams that are very consistent, St. Mary's is up there, and they're usually overlooked because obviously they're like a low seed. They're like a, usually a 7 to 12 line. But, uh, hey, they're still a very good team. So shout out to St. Mary's. Got to give them some respect. I got to pick them, though. Mm-hmm. Did you pick them as well? Yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into this game. Got to watch some St. Mary's basketball uh, before the tournament to do some research. <laughs> Indeed. Research definitely begins now, as you already know. And we'll go to Wednesday slate now. Some interesting games here on this Wednesday slate. We will start with an American game, the biggest one of the season, it seems, for the American. And uh, life for SMU, potentially. They are at home. They are hosting number six, Houston. Uh if SMU wins this game, they got a chance of winning the American. If not, I think the American is officially set in stone. What do you want in this game? SMU. I hope SMU wins, but let's be honest. I think Houston will probably win this game and officially close the book on this year in the American. Uh, but, hey, I'm rooting for SMU, and I know you are as well. So, who knows? Anything's possible in the American with the C-Tunes. Mm-hmm. And number 16, Ohio State. They are they de- they're going to Rutgers. Who do you have in this one? Uh-oh. That's a head-scratcher. Uh, man, I'm picking Rutgers. I think Rutgers will get two in a row at home. And a uh, very interesting game. Ohio State needs to be ready. And if they are, they can have a chance. I'm going to go Rutgers, though. And that's a very big one for Rutgers and a very statement win for their season. I got Rutgers. Yeah. You do not. Like I said, Rutgers is a top 15. They might be even a top 10 team. You just don't want to play Rutgers at home. I think if, if Gonzaga – went to Rutgers and played them there. I think it'll be a very close game. I think it'll be a single-digit game just because, I don't know, something about Rutgers at home is it's crazy. But, yeah, Rutgers here. Indeed. And uh, I don't know what, what it is, but uh, it seems to always work. So, if it works, keep going. Uh, next up, we'll go to the Big East as number 25 Xavier travels to Seton Hall. Both these teams fighting for a spot. It seems like Seton Hall should be in the field, but obviously uh, it's very close and very thin with both of these two teams, I think. If they lose, who do you win this game? I'm going with three top 25 upsets in a row. I'm going Seton Hall. And that, yeah, brings, and got, that brings me to my Wednesday play of the day. I'll be doing a three-legged parlay with SMU, Rutgers, and Seton Hall. Money line, should they all be underdogs? Well, very interesting. Uh, I think Seton Hall will win this game as well. But uh, obviously, Xavier is a very good team. Uh, if they can get things back on track, you never know. But uh, I think Seton Hall should win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Let's continue with the 7 o'clock games in the SEC. As Wake Forest, they're now in firmly in the tournament field in year two of the Steve Forbes era. They'll be traveling to NC State. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I got Wake Forest. Uh, NC State's not looking very good. And, I mean, they've been looking pretty good at home. Uh, but, obviously, in ACC play, not the greatest. Adonis Williams, who I was trying to say earlier, uh, he's been looking very good for Wake Forest. So has um, LaViera, Jake LaViera for uh, 
uh, Wake Forest as well. So I'm going to go Wake Forest, man. Steve Forbes era, we thought it would be a little bit later for this uh, to work. But, hey, looking to be in full gear at the moment, I'm going to go Wake Forest. Yeah, I'm going to go Wake Forest as well. Next game up, we'll go to the ACC again as Louisville takes on Notre Dame. Notre Dame, obviously, still, it seems like they're going to be in the field at the moment. But Louisville, you never know with this team. What do you want in this game? Got to go with Notre Dame. They have Louisville hasn't been the same since they fired Chris Mack. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Notre Dame as well. Uh, it should be an interesting one, though. You never know, obviously, in the ACC. I got to go Notre Dame, though. Mm-hmm. And we will go back to the A-10 as Richmond travels to D.C. to take on George Mason, two middle-of-the-pack teams in the A-10. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, it should be a very good game. I'm very excited for this one. And both these teams really need to win, I think, for the A-10. I'm going to go with Richmond. Uh, I don't know what's telling me that, but I'm just going to go Richmond in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Richmond here as well. But these two teams could very well – uh, win the auto bid, as could indeed, indeed. other teams in the A-10. Indeed, indeed. And we'll stick with the A-10. We'll go with another 7 o'clock game. St. Joe's travels to Davidson. Any any thoughts of an upset in this one? No. <laughs> okay, simple and sweet. I'm going to say maybe. Uh, I think Davidson does win this game, though. Uh-huh. And we'll go to 8 o'clock. Number 10, Baylor travels to Manhattan, Kansas, to take on Kansas State. Do you have Kansas State pulling off an upset at home and – joining the tournament picture. I could see it. Uh, that'd be a very massive win for the Big 12, getting pretty much every team in the tournament field in the Big 12. But I'm going to say no. I think Baylor bounces back after a devastating loss to Kansas. I'm going with the upset here. I'm going Kansas State. That makes it four teams in the top 25, losing for me tomorrow. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. We shall see about that one. We'll go to the 8 o'clock as well. We'll go to the MVC for the first time this episode. And uh, MVC is looking very interesting. Four-headed race at the moment between Loyal Chicago, uh, obviously Northern Iowa, Missouri State still in the race, and so is Drake. And uh, this game at 8 o'clock, Missouri State and Drake battling it out, three and four seeds at the moment. Very good one. Who do you have winning this game? I got Drake winning this one. But, yeah, this Missouri Valley Conference, it might be a two-bid conference should Loyal Chicago not win. And Northern Iowa, they were my number two team. And they're in sole possession for number team. So good call by me. Indeed it was. And uh, I don't remember exactly who I picked in this conference. I knew I loved Missouri State coming into the year. So I uh, definitely picked that very well. But I'm going to go with Missouri State winning this game. I think, they're the, I think it's going to be a very good game. But I really think it comes down to what Gage Prim and Isaiah Mosley can do for this Missouri State team, as it's usually been the whole year for this Missouri State team. So I'm just going to get a hunch, and I'm going to go with them. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the – SEC has Alabama uh, travels to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. You have Alabama bouncing back. Yeah, man, I think they should bounce back, but you never know this Ole Miss team. Uh, both these teams have been very inconsistent, it seems. I'm going to go with a safer option, and I'm going to pick Alabama winning this game. Yeah, I'm going to pick Alabama, but you never know with these two programs. Indeed, you don't. And next game up, uh, 9 o'clock game for the Big 12. Number 9, Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech's finally back in the top 10 uh, for the first time in a while. They are traveling to Norman, Oklahoma, to take on the Sooners. Oklahoma's not looked very good as of recently. Who do you win this game? Texas Tech by, by double digits. Yeah, I think Texas Tech should win this game as well. But Oklahoma, you never know. They could keep this game very close, so we shall see. Mm-hmm. And next up, number 19, Tennessee. They travel to Starks to take on Mississippi State. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, interesting game for the Vols, I think, in this one. I know you love both these teams uh, to death, it seems, but uh, – you only got to pick one. I'm going to pick the home team. I'm going to pick an upset for Mississippi State, and that'd be a very good boost for them, and obviously with their resume. You know what? I will be also picking the home team 
for I have Mississippi State here, and there's a reason why. Oliver Mikamwa is out for the season for Tennessee. He's just starting uh, four. He's out for the season with a broken ankle. So, yeah, they're going to have to make some adjustments with their rotation and their big man. John Fogerson, obviously, the first guy that comes to mind, but he's, been, he's, he's not been the same ever since uh, that Florida guy elbowed him last year. Yeah, we shall see. And I definitely remember that very vividly. Uh, but you never know. Obviously, we'll see what they can do. But obviously, Missouri, uh, Mississippi State, excuse me, needs a big win. And this can definitely be their time to shine. Uh, very unfortunate for the season and the injury for your boy. I know Oliver was your boy. But, uh, hey, it obviously happens at very unfortunate events. But we now go to Thursday slate, final day for the slate. Uh, pretty interesting games here. A lot of mid-major games. So, uh, let's just get things started with that 5 o'clock game. As we got Mount St. Mary traveling to Wagner. Obviously, the NEC looking like a two-headed race, as it has been for the last couple of years, it seems. Wagner, obviously, in first. Brian, in second, I believe. Who do you want in this game? Yeah, it's good to see uh, the NEC get some exposure there on ESPNU, that game is. I want Wagner to lose so badly, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah, Wagner's been, obviously, one of the top dogs in this NEC the past couple of years. I think they continue to roll. And uh, that, uh, Alex Mor- uh, Morales, excuse me, no, Alex Morales, has been a very big hooper, obviously, for this Wagner team. Yeah, and we might as well go to that 7 o'clock game in the NEC as well. As my school, the Bryant Bulldogs take on Sacred Heart in Fairfield, Connecticut. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I got Bryant winning this game. They've been very good as recently. Uh, obviously, Charles Pride continues to shine. I think Bryant wins this game. Yeah, doesn't hurt that Peter kisses back. Got to go Bryant by a lot. Indeed, indeed. Next game up, we will go to let's go to the Sun Belt. We'll get a little interesting in the Sun Belt here. Arkansas State travels to Troy. Both these teams nearing the top of the Sun Belt, it seems. Sun Belt's been very interesting this year. I haven't seen too much of it, to be honest. But currently, Appalachian State's in first. Troy and Arkansas State uh, and Texas State are following them. Uh, so it's been a very interesting, obviously, Sun Belt race. As uh, some favorite teams, like we thought, Georgia State nearing the bottom of this conference. It's very, it's very, it's very surprising for me, at least. South Alabama also near the top, but they're in the middle of the pack, it seems. What do you want in this game? I got, yeah, two very surpri- big surprises in the Sun Belt these two teams are. Got to go Troy at home here. But, yeah, I'm a big – I'm a smart guy. I'm feeling smart now. I put Appalachians there at number one, and they are number one. So, I feel smart. I feel – yeah, I feel very right. smart. You make me look at my conferences now. <laughs> uh, I got to find it. But, uh, I, I, you know what I did call, though? Norchad or Mir, Conference Player of the Year. I got Arkansas State winning this game. That's something I know I definitely picked for sure. Uh-huh. And we will go to the Colonial Conference as Hofstra uh, travels to Philly to take on Drexel. Obviously, these teams are gaining traction over UNC Wilmington, who have just lost two games in a row. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think wins this one? Yeah, man, Hofstra was the team that just took down UNC Wilmington the last game out. OT game, I believe, or it was a very close game for the most part. But Hofstra's been hot. I'm gonna go with Hofstra winning this game. Obviously, Hofstra and Drexel. Both these teams fighting for a chance. Obviously, Drexel made it last year. I believe Hofstra made it the year before. Uh, no, no, Northeastern made it the year before. But uh, Hofstra's been in the mix, it seems. I'm going to go with Hofstra, though, winning this game. Yeah, Hofstra. And, yeah, that game was a very terrific game. Aaron Estrada with the dagger to finish the game off. Got to go Hofstra here. Indeed it was. And we will go to 8 o'clock now in the ACC. Another game I cannot go to. Very unfortunate. Number seven, Duke travels to Clemson to take on the Tigers. The things I would do to go to this game, thanks to my physics professor for making an exam at 7 o'clock. So, uh, what's that for? I don't know. But I can't go to this game. What do you want in this game, though? Yeah. Duke. 
Yeah, uh, I think Duke will win this game, but uh, I'm just very excited to see what happens. You never know. Obviously, the last game was a very close one. Clemson's a better team when it comes to home. Defending their home court is very good for them. Uh, it's, seen, it's been seen a couple times this year already. I got to go Duke, though. I think it's going to be a very interesting game, though. Mm-hmm. And a very good game in the Ohio Valley Conference. That's Moorhead State, Travis, to Belmont. Obviously, first time around, Moorhead State killed Belmont. Do you have Belmont splitting the season series, or do you have Moorhead State getting the season sweep? I got Belmont winning this game. Uh, I don't know what's going on really in the OVC, but I definitely should tune in this game, I think, on Thursday, uh, permitting, obviously, my exam. But, uh, yeah, very exciting. I think uh, Belmont won this game, though. Yeah, I'm going with the season sweep in Moorhead State here. Yeah, should be a very interesting game. I'm very excited to watch it, though, hopefully, pending, obviously, with my exam. I'm saying it a lot. I'm just very annoyed that I can't go to my game, obviously, but it happens sometimes. But, hey. It is what it is. We'll now go to 8 o'clock. We'll go to a WAC game. Haven't heard too much of the WAC in a while, but uh, Grand Canyon takes Utah Valley on. Should be a very good game. Grand Canyon currently sitting fourth in this conference. Utah Valley sixth in this conference. And uh, obviously we'll talk about it more on Friday. But uh, New Mexico State, Seattle, and Sam Houston currently leading the pack. A very close and very tight pack WAC conference thus far. Who do you win this game? Got to go Grand Canyon. Yeah, I got to go Grand Canyon as well. Utah Valley, though, I do like Fort Azimak a lot, but I think Grand Canyon is the much better overall team. Mm-hmm. And now that Murray State's in the top 25, we do have to go over it as number 23 Murray State. Jumps to Nashville to take on Tennessee State in what should be a very lopsided game. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, very lopsided indeed. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about it, but we know it's going to be a blowout. Uh, these two teams, I'm seeing if they played already this year, and it seems like they have not um no they haven't but uh yeah I do think Murray State oh no they have Murray State won the last game by 23 I think it'll be around there again yeah definitely agree with you yeah next game up we will go to we will go to nine o'clock as we got Gonzaga number two team taking on Pacific another lopsided game unfortunately uh so that's just sometimes how it goes who do you want in this game Gonzaga should we do a point count let's do it 35 yeah I was gonna say 35 as well so I'm going to agree with you. Uh-huh. And uh, a better game at that time you should watch is number three, Purdue versus Michigan. Who do you have in that one? Yeah, man. Purdue obviously won this Michigan battle the first time around at home by six. Michigan at home now definitely changes the dynamic of things. But uh, I do think Purdue still wins this game. Michigan obviously has not been the same team. I believe they're still in the bubble watch at the moment. Uh, we'll talk about the bubble watch probably more on Friday. Um, maybe instead of the bracketology or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it should be very interesting, it seems. Obviously, with Michigan, I got to go with Purdue, though, one in this game. Yeah, Purdue. Next game up, we'll go to the Pac-12. Number four, Arizona travels to Washington State. State gone, obviously, Washington State. Uh, Washington State, interesting team. Do they have a chance of making it to March? Definitely. Are they in the bubble right now? Probably. Uh, a very big, massive win for them. Could definitely change a lot of things, as you know. Who do you want in this game? Got to go with Arizona. They're, they're good. Yeah, I think Arizona's really legit this year. I like them a lot. They're Right now, I think they're probably my tournament favorites at the moment, it seems. I'm going to go with, obviously, them, for sure. Mm-hmm. And a very interesting game here as San Diego takes on St. Mary, number 22 St. Mary's here. San Diego's in the top half of the West Coast Conference. They're above BYU, obviously. I think they're number four team, or they might be tied for third with San Fran. But nonetheless, who do you have in this one? Yeah, should be a very good game. Very excited for it. I think it really depends on what happens with St. Mary's tonight. If St. Mary's wins against Santa Clara, I think they definitely defend their home court against San Diego. But if they pull off a loss, you never know what happens. Obviously, it really depends on tonight. I'm going to go with St. Mary's, though, in hopes that they do win. 
today. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going with St. Mary's here. They just find ways to win, man. Indeed they do. And we'll go to the Pac-12. Stanford travels to Oregon. Good Pac-12 game. Uh, must need to win for both sides, it seems. Who do you want in this game? Got to go with Oregon at home. Yeah, Oregon's been balling, but I, I really do got to go with them as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's go to huh. – Let's go to 11 o'clock. Let's go with BYU traveling to Loyola Marymount in L.A. Who do you have in that one? Yeah, should be a very good one. And I'm very interesting. I'm very interested in this one especially. But um, I got to go. I think I got to go with BYU, it seems. I mean, they need to bounce back. I think they get it done. Yeah, these two teams have had, had very high expectations in the beginning of the season and have not met them whatsoever. Got to go BYU here. Uh, Loyola Mouse just hasn't been good this season. Indeed. And, yeah, obviously a long slate, but must need one. There's just so many games, uh, very good games this week. I'm very excited for it. It's obviously a lot of March Madness-like games uh, within the conferences. And, obviously, once we roll to a conference tournament time, it will be even more extreme. I don't know when conference tournaments actually start. Uh, I know there's, like, a little bit over. Soon. Yeah, I think it's probably about three, four weeks from now. No, probably probably three weeks, I think, is my guess. But uh, obviously, still a lot of games left until obviously we get to that mark. But uh, conference tournament previews will be starting relatively soon. So definitely get your calendars out. We'll definitely change the dynamic of the podcast as we did last year. Obviously, we really cut out the scores for the most part once we have the seeds mostly aligned. But uh, with all these high major conferences, the seeds are still very much in question for this conference tournament even for some of the good mid-major conferences as well. So we'll definitely keep you posted probably on Friday on that or maybe obviously next week. But, uh, yeah, definitely keep that under radars. I like a lot of things because March is obviously brewing. Yeah, March is brewing, like we said, just under five weeks away from the big dance. And, yeah, could not be more excited. What a good three days we have ahead of us. And we just got to take it one day at a time. One day at a time, one hour at a time, because uh, you got to really just pick the good game for the hour. And uh, if you have to switch it, you have to switch it due to commercial or whatever. Or I don't know. There's a lot of good games, and it's just really feeling like March Madness because you got to, uh, like we had last year, uh, if you do remember, we had like four monitors set up to watch all the games together. Uh, we were at one of our friends' house, and there was like five maybe. Uh, but, yeah, it was madness, as you already know by the name. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see if we can watch some games in person this year. We'll def- uh, well, together, obviously not at a place, but uh, that will be definitely a bucket list goal for within the next couple of years, it seems. But, yeah, definitely keep this on your calendar. There's a lot of good stuff going around. And, uh, yeah, just a very jam-packed, busy week. And uh, just a lot of stuff going on. So we got to get a lot of things off the checklist relatively soon. Yeah, and uh, really have nothing to say other than good luck on your physics exam. I know you are very annoyed. But the best you can do is is do good on it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. Obviously, school comes first, basketball comes second. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, obviously, if I had it my way, I would definitely try and cancel my exam. I think everyone else who's taking the physics exam with me would probably try to cancel it as well. But I guess my physics professor, professor uh, just isn't like that with college basketball. It must not be a hobby for him, as you can see by the background. But, yeah, obviously, it is all we have for today's episode. We thank you guys for tuning in. As always, it's always March, baby. So is March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.